Hi, I'm Joel Garcia. Welcome to the Pop Culture Shuffle. On today's show, we have a couple of things to talk about. First up, my special guest today, YouTuber Jackson Ross. And to wrap up the show, a snippet from my radio show, where I talk about a certain sitcom that I was not a fan of. But first, Jackson Ross. The following segment was originally recorded over Zoom. Today we are going to talk to a very special guest of mine. And by coincidence, I should disclose that we are in the same class right now at San Diego City College, so it's very convenient. He just happens to be here for an interview. But if you've never heard of him, he has a very popular YouTube channel with 186,000 subscribers. In fact, he's a second channel, which has been seen by over 74 million people. My guest here on the Pop Culture Shuffle is the YouTuber that people have called Cringe and a bunch of other things I can't see on this podcast, Jackson Ross. Okay. That was Jackson, by the way. If it sounds really bad, we're on Zoom. Just bear with us a moment. So, Jackson, from what I'm seeing here, you've been actually doing videos on YouTube since 2008. Yes, that is correct. You apparently started back in late 2008 on Jackson Labs. Yes, Jackson Labs was my first YouTube account. And by then, I was only doing Lego videos on my laptop. I was pretty much a naive little kid just making all these nonsensical Lego videos with Mario and the Pink Panther movies and all that stuff. Just sort of experimenting and it says here that back in 2015 your your original channel was terminated over something called ubi yes as a matter of fact i did this series called ubi all grown up which is based on the noggin show which is just these hand puppets with eyes that go on these day-to-day adventures and so i made a follow-up to the original series under that same name just using clips from the actual show in the intro and so i created over 20 episodes of the series and it was immensely popular to where like it was the second most popular series ubi fan made series behind ubi at work and so the videos ranged from at least tens of thousands of hits in fact, if I can recall, the most popular episode that I put up was an episode to where Ubi goes to work, like just on Thanksgiving break, and then hits up the local Costco and then is taunted by just some pillow friend, you know? But like it was up until 2015 to when my channel was shut down by these copyright robots and they took down just about all the episodes, like, even though there was nothing really copyrighted about them. Like, save for footage. You used to copyrighted footage or just all original? Well, a mixture of both. In fact, the third strike that I got, I realized it was a deleted scene, like an episode I did. And it was all original footage, but they still copyright matched it. And then they ended up taking down all the other episodes. And so we were unable to get my original count back. And so all my work was pretty much down the drain. Well, it would depend because sometimes they do that where it might be a copyright like for something because it, it, the fair use only goes so far. I, I said no. I once got a cease and desist from Paramount. Yeah, but nowadays I just tend to stay away from that. Were the copyright strikes from Viacom? No, the original creator of the series got involved and so they took down all my episodes. It was 
Josh Steelig? Yeah, Josh Steelig got in contact with YouTube and took down all those episodes. Well, it would make sense. Like, he probably has more of an interest in his ownership. Apparently, uh, from what I'm looking up here online, the show was still airing in some places and is actually still available on some apps. Yeah, but still not on DVD. And like, I think the UBI website is no longer functioning. Like, you used- at the moment, it, it says here it's on Amazon. Yeah, you, you used to you used to like go on there. You just that little UBI website. You used to go on there, and then you can actually purchase the UBIs, like just depending on the character. But I had just those original eyes up until I ended the series, and then ended up giving them away. And so, like as of now, like website's no longer functioning, and the only sort of UBIs that I can find now are just online, but they're more the colored, googly-eyed kind. So in 2015, after the, the channel was taken down, you opened up a new one, which is still called to this day. Jackson Ross's B-A-C-K exclamation mark. Yes. I relaunched my account at least two days after I got terminated. And you know, I was still in grieving because to me, when I lost my first YouTube account, it was like a member of the family had died. It was like, like I was so close to it and then I lose all my work. But then I eventually came to terms with it and then just start from scratch. And I figured just looking back, like I was pretty inexperienced and 2015 was already a rough period because that same year my my parents filed for divorce so it was kind of a rocky year but it happens for a reason i'm surprised you haven't like tried changing the name because like it's 20 like this came on you you uploaded in 2015 and it's now 2020 like i'm just considered just like shrinking it down to just Jackson Ross? Well, not really. I think I'd rather just keep it as that, just to show that this is my second coming. And I guess just to show that I'm not going anywhere. Like, like I imagine if YouTube takes away my channel a second time, like I come back as Jackson Ross's dead just as a joke because i have a fair share of black humor so it'd actually be quite funny if youtube does take down my second account and then i come up with a third one just something along the lines of that just as a joke you know yeah i'll I'll get to your dark humor in a minute i just wanted to like acknowledge that because i did notice it was kind of weird because this 2015 and this is there and but it's still Jackson Labs, but not Jackson Labs 2. The, those wounds have since healed, so. Before I get to, to your videos, there's something else I wanted to ask. I, I get that some of your merchandise has just pictures of you destroying stuff, but then there's one that says Calm and Kumi. What does Calm and Kumi is? Keep calm and Kumi on. And so the, the idea of that is just, well, it's, it's just a, a way to be able to promote some of my merch for my film scripts. See, because the first script I've ever written, like, is actually called Keep Calm and Kumi On. And that's just there just for some early marketing campaign, you know, it's just a way to promote my dream project. It's when I actually start making movies. So that's why it's there. But I've done Go Animate films in the past, and those are immensely popular, most prominently the Kumi Grounded series. And so that Keep Calm script is actually based on the Kumi series that I've created. And this is just one way of taking just something small and putting it up on the, the big screen while also poking fun at it, just throwing in some stuff for the bronies. And that's the, the other thing too with this script. I wanted to be able to create the first so-called brony comedy 
comedy. And so it has elements of Brony and My Little Pony in there just for the heck of it. Just because I feel like no other filmmaker out there is really doing these kind of movies. And so it... Just for the clarification of those linked to the podcast, what's a brony? A brony is basically an adult male around the age of 18 to at least 49 who loved the show My Little Pony, which is a re-adaptation of the toy from the 1980s. And so the show promotes like friendship and there's all these colorful characters and animation and it's spawned some spin-off movies, so-called Equestria Girls, including two theatrical films, one of which is supposed to come out by next year. And as of now, the, the series is over. Like the last BronyCon that took place was to coin Kide with the last season of My Little Pony. And I actually heard about the series as late as when I was 12, when I was doing those My Little Pony crime movies with my toys, like both of the face rich and famous last tycoon and cherry blossoms but i wasn't like fully gripped to it up until i was at least 15 i wasn't full-fledged on the whole friendship is magic thing up until i was at least 17 to where i started binge watching the series on netflix and i already was familiar with some of the many episodes and tropes and characters that i guess the rest just followed from there yeah i've yet to see season nine pop up on netflix because i've already seen all of season eight just been waiting so desperately for that season just so i could finish up the series and get it out the way i've already seen the last couple of episodes at like a brony meetup but honestly i haven't seen the rest of the show and honestly don't want spoilers for it yeah just to clarify the thing when you say my little pony there are like three different show four different shows named my little pony well that is true like because the first one is based on the toy line and then the second one is to where they're tweens and this is when tv was different because they would teach life lessons and so that's kind of where the show went with the second generation called My Little Pony Tales. And then the third one, like honestly, forgettable, but still interesting, like an interesting dynamic, especially with the McDonald's toys and all that stuff. And then the fourth one is probably when it really took off. Because the thing is with Lauren Frost, if you wanted to be able to turn away from the quality of some of those old animations and rebrand the show and so she came up with friendship is magic she wanted just to sort of fix the poorly written and vapid nature of those shows and create just a whole different dynamic and it ended up pulling off and the show ended up being very successful re-energized retail sales and that's where all the unlikely league of adult internet users came together and formed the subculture known as bronies and so the rest is history just to add to your note about netflix and hulu from what i just looked it up apparently that last season of my love pony is only on hulu yeah, kind of a strange thing, really. Like, I don't really have a Hulu subscription. I don't feel the need to also have these other subscriptions, like for Disney Plus or Apple TV Plus. Like, I'm happy with what I have. Like, just those other ones are just so out of reach and just wasted time and money. Well, just particularly to set up and just select what kind of shows you watch. I'm just happy with whatever I have that's within reach. I don't feel the need just to have some of those other ones. And just to wrap up this focus on My Little Pony, you are aware there's another My Little Pony trip premiering sometime this year, 2020. Yeah, well, as of now, there's a new show called Pony Life, and I've only seen a little bit of it, but I'm not too interested in it. And honestly, I think just the stuff with the fourth generation
situation is better. This is like 4.5 at this point. So, and I don't know if a lot of people compare that, compare that show to Teen Titans Go, which I've only seen the movie for. And honestly, I don't see what the whole fuss is about between the original Teen Titans and Teen Titans Go. I mean, haters are going to hate. So I don't really care. Well, we're not here to talk about Teen Titans Go. And that's a whole nutter story to get into. I don't bother. I watch both shows and they're both fine. Now, I want to get to your videos because there's something like I really wanted to talk to you about because like I've been in preparation for this interview. I was looking at your videos. I noticed a lot of motifs in them. What motifs? Well, for starters, in some videos you try and have a catchphrase. You do wham and slam. Well, something like that. That's the thing. The bam and slam gadget. That is actually just an idea that I guess stole from a YouTube user named Dubtastic. And that user who used to be under the, I don't know, how should I say, the characteristic of Dubtastic microwave theater. And he would do these different microwaving videos where he would microwave way of a certain product just say like a toy or an electronic and like started that as late as when he was a teenager and then when youtube hit the ground then he just started posting the videos from there and just the way the show is formatted is that he would just show what he was going to microwave inside just this giant microwaving robot and then just films it and you know we just see it go crazy sometimes most of the time just catch on fire or smoke up and then when things get out of control he uses this little sprayer called the hydrosonic boom blaster while he's literally screaming into the microphone just going hydrosonic boom blaster you know just to be able to contain the fire that's spreading and you know it's, it's in good fun and sometimes the microphone ends up distorting especially some of the videos that you may have seen or if you probably have seen in the 2010s to when really got out of hand i think the ones in 2012 you uploaded were when they were deafening but i guess as the the year went on it just got less distorted i don't know probably because he got it i assume because he got a new computer by then but he would just do those different videos and like just after he would so-called boom blast the product, he would try to free it up with the spatula. And when he's not too successful at it, he gets out the hammer, which he calls the BAM slam gadget, and basically just bashes around the floor of the microwave to, just to free up the post product from the so-called airtight microwaving chamber. And sometimes he would use like just the standard BAM slam gadget or the mega industrial one. And so I just borrowed those quotes or some people say stole them from that show and started using them in my videos. And then when more people started noticing, I guess I just kept using it. And I have done a few compilations and I would give him credit for it. See, cause he's, he's not on YouTube anymore cause his channel got shut down for just so many community guideline strikes just cause he's, he's had the struggle with that in the past and like that, much of his videos had to fall victim to community guidelines, stuff like that. But I've been able to keep one of his tropes alive through my destruction videos with that BAM slam gadget. Because when you're using a BAM slam gadget, you have to BAM and slam and BAM that specific toy all around. You know, just be able to get it obliterated. Do you make money off this channel? Because I really find it weird that you buy all of these toys, like action figures, DVDs, these danceable figures, Tickle Me Elmo's, and you just destroy them. Do you make money off of this or do you just like randomly waste money just destroying stuff? 
I actually make money as a matter of fact. In fact, that was the same thing with my old YouTube account. I was able to get AdSense and so I was able to make money off of my videos. But on my original account, I was making at least $200 a month and I had like at least 2000 subscribers by then. And so with this new account, I've been making, like when I first started, I was making just about the same. But then when I started doing more destruction videos in my senior year of high school, that's when it started picking up. Like I went from 2,000 subscribers to 10,000. And I remember I posted Tickle Me Elmo destruction. And then that's kind of when it pretty much took off. He's like, well, why is he destroying this? Like, oh, this is funny, you know? A lot of it comes from just some of the stuff that I enjoy watching as a kid. And some of these channels are still around. But Garrett Claridge is one of the many any influences just because he does these speaker blowout videos and he smashes electronics and certain necessities and just people like that stuff. That's pretty much what I do. I usually take a request, I buy a toy, smash the shit out of it, put it on YouTube and then send people the link and they go crazy over it. And so I tag those videos to where I help get many views as I can possibly get just before the next paycheck comes in. And as a matter of fact, last year I blew up again because I put out this little word rammer destruction video and I heard about the toy. Like I've already seen the videos posted in 2007 to where you could spell out like a three letter word. And so this one video that a guy posted in 2007, put in like the words WTF and then G-A-Y, gay. And so I did the same thing, but put it in my destruction video, just put my own spin on it. And that video, within just a week, it already blew up to a million hits. And my YouTube channel just skyrocketed from there. Like I had like at least 15 or 17,000 subscribers. And within just three days, it blew up to 70,000, like that quick. Like it was just insane. I couldn't be more thankful because I was finally getting so much attention and i figure like nobody would want to watch my videos like if, even on like making movies and stuff even though i have an audience i feel like nobody really wants to take the time to be able to appreciate my work and just watch my videos a lot of my videos were overlooked up until i started doing destruction videos and then you know people started noticing and you know th this is the kind of recognition i deserve you know i want to be loved for who i am and forgotten for what i am not and these people really showed it like especially some of the people that have inspired me to go out and i don't know come out the same hole that's just the way i see it and like, oh, i couldn't be ever more so thankful for it were you ever inspired by any other destruction videos like how to basic well, how to basic actually smash this food, but maybe just a tad bit of it in some of my videos, but for the most part, like just Gary Claridge and then some other users like Sean Kay, which I discovered high school. As a matter of fact, I would always fall asleep to their videos just because they would help me sleep. And then there was another one I remember watching when I was in elementary school called the Original HD Channel. And his channel is invalid, like it's no longer there, but he has this little Dropbox to where you could still find all of his videos like even some of the ones where he's smashing stuff like he's destroyed a couple elmo toys and some cnc's and mostly electronics but they're it's just all in good uh, that's just another channel i used to admire just before they decided to take it down not that it was shut down but they just took it down for whatever reason reasons unknown something i, I wanted to ask you seeing some of your videos do you hate the things you're destroying or you just happen to like oh i i like this show but i'm gonna destroy this crap 
anyways. Because there's something like I get like why you're probably destroying him. It's not like I'm really confused. Like you have a video where apparently you didn't like the show so much you bought a DVD from Italy because I guess they just don't have DVDs available in the US on the TV show. Well, that was the Powerpuff Girls reboot. Yeah, the, the Powerpuff Girls reboot. I will evaluate. Like, and I've addressed this on a video called Cutting to the Chase, but I will clarify that I destroy these toys just for fun and that I don't have any intention of hatred whatsoever and that to make fun of certain things like in the video that's just part of my personality just that whole thing of me destroying toys I only destroy them just because the people ask me to and that's just a way to make them happy and also this is just to make a name for myself like the whole toy destruction thing is just to make a name for myself to when I actually start making movies I want to be able to just have this sort of recognition it's not that I hate the world or I have these mental issues you know being a person with autism but I only just do it just for the hell of it just because it makes me happy well I don't do it like all the time like obviously I wouldn't want to blow all my money on every single toy inside I only just destroy ones that I feel that certain people can I guess connect with or they want to see destroyed and it still works out so I'm not just the psychopath for smashing these things I only do it just for fun and just because these people ask me to and it's just part of my personality just to poke fun at the toys and just be crazy about it in fact if I can address one show that I'm against or I just don't like is La La Loopsy and so I've actually seen the movie I actually came home it's actually a little story I actually came home from shopping at Target one day and I came back home and I flipped on the channel to Nick Jr. because this was also at the time to where I was obsessed with Nick Jr. and especially the show Bubble Guppies to where I also put videos of that on there too like plush videos where the characters go on certain adventures and so it was about 30 minutes in and I just watched it back and I actually watched, sat through the, the rest of the movie and I was like wow this is this is awful I think for the most part it was just that it was so watered down for kids and just so childish. And I guess the main character was the worst, you know? Like, if they could cut her out of the whole movie, it probably would make it better. But I guess the story and the whole technical aspects, you know, with the audio, like sound effects and music can really save the movie either. But I just thought it was the most ridiculous movie I've ever seen. Just probably one of the worst movies I've ever seen as a kid. But I can assure you there's worse stuff out there. And I have seen some of the other La Loopsie movies when they're on Netflix and they don't compare with just this one in particular, but they still suck. Like the only one that I have to give credit for is the prep school one. But honestly, like I probably worst want to, I don't know if I would want to wish this show upon my worst enemy, but honestly, it's just so kiddie-ish and just so repetitive and all apologetically sweet, you know, just like just too sugary and sweet. Just, well, that, that's the thing too. It's just the toys, are fine but the story just needs more punch you know I just feel like they don't put in too much heart into the stories they're just all cold and sterile well to be fair it's a show aimed at little girls yeah but that's just the only show i'm really against and those videos in particular that those are the type of shows that i actually i guess promote hate for in fact i've done a, a sketch called my roommate pillow feather bed with my buddy scott and so it was just basically like how i defined la loopsy in a nutshell or just it's just to vent out my hate for the show as well as the the movie i saw when i was 12 and 
you know, just be able to get it out there. Just make it, just make some sort of comedic act with it. Oh, that's just how I see it. If you're saying that that's the only exception, does that mean you actually like Ghostbusters 2016? Though it does vary. Like I have never seen the frame of that movie either. And just figured like, I don't even bother with putting that up. Like why even go see the movie to when you know it's not really going to be good. It's not like I hate it, but by the fact it's just putting those other movies to shame. Well, have you actually seen the original Ghostbusters movies? Well, I have, and they don't add up to this one here. In fact, it was already a fluke that they went ahead with the sequel, Ghostbusters 3. And hopefully they get it right this time. I don't just don't want to see like Hollywood just doing remake after remake after remake. Just go ahead with original ideas. Because if you're going to remake something, at least respect the original source material and do this and that, not just like wipe the slate clean. At least just probably have it to where it's like a soft reboot. Something like Star Wars, like to where they have the original characters, but then they have these new ones in there. Or like Star Trek, where an older Spock passes the torch off to a younger Spock. So had they did it with that original Ghostbusters, like what James Roft said, then we could have had a much more interesting dynamic. Win us over just to a whole new series of Ghostbusters films. Well, there might be fans of the original Ghostbusters who might be mad that they didn't put the monkey in there. Yes, well, nobody's perfect. You are aware that the movie Ghostbusters is technically based on a, on, a, on a 70s sitcom that aired on NBC, right? Well, something like that, but... Admittedly, they only took the name because it was copyrighted and has nothing else to do with it. The sitcom had a monkey in it, and they actually did two cartoon shows about that, one based on the film, one based on the sitcom. Yeah. I only know this because I was looking at something else. Like, I don't care for Ghostbusters, but I am aware of people care for it. Yeah. I guess I'm far ahead than much of the newer generation, safe to say. Of the merchandise, like, you just, except for La Loopsie, everything else just, like, you either don't have anything against it, or you're just doing it because it people want you to destroy stuff. You know, I just don't even care. I just don't care for the toy. Just to make fun of it is just part of my personality, sure. And most of the time it's just so, because the people ask and just they want to see it destroyed. And it's just really fun seeing something that's supposed to be happy, uplifting, or with cute faces gets destroyed and pummeled. Yeah, absolutely. Like, just say like the Alphabet Pal one, which as a matter of fact, it had to be recalled because you can make it curse. Like you could say the F word, like probably pressing F and K on letter sounds. But I've tried doing that on the old toy because I actually bought an old toy from eBay. Uh, That's where I get a lot of my toys from. And I actually tried it and they somehow censored that too, you know, even though like... The older toys, like they could curse, but this one in particular is censored. Like how? But that it's just the whole thing with Smashing Toys is just that I don't really care for. Like I don't care about the toys and what they are. Like just from the show it's from, because I don't really care much about the shows, and that probably never even seen any of the shows. So that also just adds up. So you've never seen like any recent shows like Annoying Orange, The Loud House, or Eater Powerpuff Girls incarnation. Nathan? I've heard of it. In fact, I used to watch Annoying Orange when I was a kid, but after my old channel got terminated, I guess I didn't resubscribe to Annoying Orange, and then it just faded into obscurity. I 
I guess it just left my mind. Things end, people leave, a lot of stuff changed, but life still goes on. I guess that's just how it was for me. Yeah, that's something I've noticed with most uh, people on the internet where they refuse to have a show end. Because, like, I don't know if you've seen this, where people on Twitter refuse to have a show end despite the fact that it already ended, like She-Ra or Rise of the TMNT. Yeah, yeah. Other than My Little Pony, are there any other shows you watch or that, like, motivate you for your YouTube videos? Well, definitely a lot of Super Mario. I used to grow up with all the Super Mario games, but like anytime I replay those games, they're just a foremost reminder of how much they pissed me off because of the difficulty. In fact, for the Super Mario World game on DS, which is called Super Mario Advance 2, I vowed to finish the game. And I remember, like, I was at the final boss, but I just kept on dying. And, you know, just pissed me off so much that I remember just beating up old cartridge and just I about I just figured that I'm not gonna beat the game and then I just decided to go through the whole thing again which took at least three or so months to get it out the way and just be able to overcome much of the difficult things in there or just try to get through it as efficiently as possible and then I was able to get up to the final boss and that's the thing too. Whenever I play games, I end up dying. Sometimes like cartridge tilt it and I'm just like watching the funny colors. That's probably a thing that I do nowadays with my Game Boy is that I just sometimes like the cartridge tilt. But I know for a fact that sometimes the files can get corrupted and other kinds of things and all that. But for that Mario game in particular, after at least four tries, I was able to beat it out. You know, just beat Bowser. Like it was probably by dumb luck when I actually beat him I'm just like oh my god like f you f you Bowser I beat you you know just was all excited and the rest is history and I was able to eventually finish those other four games in the series I guess as a matter of fact with the fourth one Super Mario Advance 4 I destroyed the, the cartridge because I was just getting too frustrated with one of the levels I don't know which world I was on for that matter. But I remember I bought a used Super Mario Advance 4 cartridge and found out that it had already been beaten, but there was at least one level that hadn't been beaten, which was the Fortress. I remember I tried beating Bowser, like just going to the last castle, but it was like too difficult because you have to time to where he's going to land in the pit. And, you know, I just kept dying. And I was annoying. But it turns out I had to beat the that little fortress and so once i cleared it up I'm just like oh my god i actually beat the game by doing so little but anywho just that mario thing just the whole mario franchise has really inspired me especially those lego stop animation videos and like among other nintendo stuff i'm trying to think here probably kirby like i've watched the cartoon series it was i think when it was on cartoon network it was and probably just some other shows but i think for the most part just mario and nintendo and lego but nothing else really inspires me but just some of those things i know this might seem like a weird question but something i wanted to bring up because when i looked you up online another thing i've noticed was the word cringe like they're not on your channel but other people have taken your videos and put the word cringe like cringe compilations of you yeah those are trolls that's the thing too sometimes people can take my videos and just repost them and just say that they hate them. In fact, there was probably one user that actually took my whole 
playlist of the horror movies and my just some of the films that I've re-uploaded or just just my some of my playlists in particular just taking all the videos and putting it in their own playlist and it's just in a playlist titled videos that I hate you know people can just do mean like that and that's also the same thing with the cringe compilation and basically this one user just took some of my destruction videos and put it into a three hour long video just with cringe compilation on it you know just stealing my work but now i don't care if people steal my work and just want to attack me but just know that karma will come back around and them and they could just go themselves like i don't care with what they promote world is cruel sometimes okay that caught me a bit off guard yeah excuse my french i don't usually curse i'm usually low-key but sometimes i get a little carried away i don't want to be seen as just some incompetent a-hole i do what's best especially with these videos well, yeah, you appeal to a certain demographic of people who probably hate these toys and want to see them get destroyed. Yeah, or just fans in general. In fact, in the comments section, they, they share their opinions about the show and they actually poke fun at it. It's just like, oh, this show, more like blah, 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 you know? Like Butterbeans Cafe, more like Deaderbeans Cafe. Yeah, I, I've seen some and I'm like, I was looking at one of your videos, the Loud House Destruction video, where people call it the Dead House, the Quiet House, all the puns you can go there. Yeah, they just post a lot of the stuff in there most of it is pretty phenomenal i will say but it's hard to keep up because they comment like 100 times yeah and, and especially with the word rammer videos you know how that video has like 13 million hits and those have like tens of thousands of comments you know yeah most of the time i like to like and heart the comments but with a certain load like that i can't really keep up especially ones that are marked as spam yeah i see like it's very popular even some trending videos like one where you apparently bought a baldy plush which i didn't even know existed and you just burned that thing to the ground and it has like two million views yeah well people just send me some weird requests and oftentimes they strike gold you know it's just all about getting lucky like the snowman video frosty the snowman video put up recently i got at least ten thousand hits within at least a day and you know hopefully it should climb up to at least a hundred thousand within maybe a week or two and probably a million like a little later and life has anyone tried sending you stuff to destroy like saying like hey i have all this at least one fan has it was her name was victoria and she wanted to send a package to me just certain toys that i want to destroy but i never put out a p.o address because i don't know how i'm gonna put out like a p.o address when my neighborhood is just out in the open but i got in contact with her through facebook messenger and was able to send her the address just to send the toys to me but i've also put out on at least one video to where if anybody wanted to request me something to destroy or they wanted to maybe ask if they could give me my home address so they could mail certain things to me just like toys in particular nothing weird like stuff on the dark web they would just refer to my gmail and only a few people have and so they're not really saying that oh i've got this toy to destroy like could i get your home address so i could send it to there like some of the time they just ask just for me to destroy a certain toy and then i just end up taking it and that's it it just depends What's the most expensive thing you've destroyed so far on, on your channel? Some of the more expensive stuff that I destroy, they usually range like hundreds of dollars, but it just depends. Well, it wasn't like a thousand dollars. Like some of the more expensive purchases, I would say had to range around at least a hundred dollars. That's really about it. Did you at least make the money back on the YouTube video for all destruction? Because it would seem weird that you buy this $10,000 toy and only three people watch it. Yeah, I'm able to 
make my money back. As a matter of fact, you know how I said I made 200 bucks a month. And based on the Word Rammer video, like more recently last year, my ad revenue just like before, you know, I was $200. Well, when I actually started making destruction videos in my senior year of high school, my ad revenue just sort of doubled and tripled, quadrupled until it was at least in the thousands. But with the Word Rammer destruction video, for that month, I made close to $9,000. But on average, for every month, I'm, I make at least $3,000 a month. So doing good business here. And when it comes to your videos, there's nothing, no problems. The cops are never cold. No one, like, this kid is, has a hammer and he's just throwing stuff on the street. I don't get any complaints whatsoever because you know it's a public community like i can see if it was in a bad neighborhood or somewhere else out in public then it would probably be a big deal but i don't really get any complaints at all or just anything like that just smash whatever i can and then just be able to clean it up just take just pick up all the pieces and you know just try to make it look like as if it was unscathed you know as it once was so no complaints, really. That's, that's just the way it should be. When it comes to the toy destruction in the future, are there any more particular toys you're planning to destroy soon? Like, say, you're going to like, find a bunch of pumpkin toys and destroy them for Halloween, or you're going to get a bunch of dancing Santas and hit them with a hammer? Well, whatever happens, happens. Life is so unexpected. Oftentimes, I do get a certain toy that surpasses certain expectations I get, but it's all in, in good fun. Like whatever happens, happens. Like probably what I'm hoping in the future is that like, if I'm able to make enough money, like for a possible 1 million subscriber special, I don't know if I will want to try to recreate the scene in the Simpsons, city of New York versus Homer Simpson, which I personally don't like because in the episode, he literally has to destroy his car. Like Homer has to destroy his car in order to get out of the city because he has a car boot on his car and he drives it through the city and it destroys like the wheel clamp. And then he removes it with a jackhammer and ends up damaging it even more. But it still retained my obsession for destruction. It's really how it kind of started on that little path of smashing toys. But I'm hoping to maybe recreate that moment with a used car to where I could actually drive it around with a car boot to see if I could prove the Simpsons theory right. Just kind of like a Mythbusters theory to where if I could drive with a boot on the car and then just be able to completely destroy the car using a jackhammer just to remove a car boot and then just drive it around recklessly just before I end up breaking it. You know, I would love to do that for a possible 1 million subscribers special if I can, but not just with a new car, probably like an old school car just to see what I could do. But you know, that something like that would be. I believe that's a great way to end our podcast interview for the show. And thank you very much for tuning in, Jackson Ross. Do you want to like promote anything in particular or just your YouTube channel? Well, probably just my YouTube channel. So it's just Jackson Ross is back. And hopefully when I get to film school, I will beat my movies into the ground and hopefully just start winning Oscar after Oscar. I'm hoping to just be the eighth wonder of the world besides... Spielberg but my movies like I'd rather not really share about like especially since all the scripts have been written and that that's the thing too I've written just about 14 scripts I have a 15th one that I'm gonna start real soon but that's if I can find the time to with 26 to complete of the whole alphabet because that's the thing like just taking inspiration from a quote online between inverted commas if plan a doesn't work go all the way to z if you have to and so that's pretty much what I have been doing since I was a 
at least 15. So I'm hoping to direct those and just put those out there. Treating each script as if it's the last one I'm ever going to write and just have certain things in there. Just many influences from other filmmakers and a lot of dark humor and all kinds of ridiculous Tarantino-esque stuff. So it's in good fun. I would like to see what the future holds. So in other words, you'd have good fun, dark destruction comedy. Yeah, childless by choice. All right. Thank you very much for uh, for talking to me, Jackson. And hopefully you will keep doing well with these videos. And despite the haters on the internet who might think that it's crazy, psychopathic, and either way, you still make money off of it. Yep. You can make money off of almost anything on the internet. Nothing's impossible if you just have the right mind to it. Exactly. And thank you very much, Jackson. Thank you. Let's wrap up today's show with another short segment from my radio show. Last year, a certain sitcom was on the verge of ending its long and successful run on CBS. I was not a fan of it. In this segment originally broadcast in May of 2019, I talk about a true story which happens to also be my little brother's favorite. Back in the summer of 2007, my brother and I were watching CBS and then this commercial came up for a new show. It looked, it, it looked interesting and really goofy, and it said, from the creator of Two and a Half Men. And I'm thinking, really? Another one? And I remember telling my, my brother after that commercial aired, and I told him, this show will get canceled in a month. Twelve years later, the series finale of Big Bang Theory will premiere tomorrow, uh, tomorrow on CV... Yeah, Thursday on CVS. Sorry, that was Wednesday. So it was, it is quite possibly one of the biggest worst failed predictions I ever had. And admittedly, I am not good at predictions. I sometimes get things wrong or, well, super wrong. But that is one of the predictions that my brother just loves for me to bring up. That I got a show cancellation so wrong that it's still airing. Like, it's been airing for 12 years. And it's finally ending. Like, I bring it up every once in a while, whenever the show's airing, or just simply as a reason why I don't invest in the stock market at all. Because, honestly, it's insane that that happened, that I was so off about a show that I said, it'll be canceled in a month, and then it gets, then it gets renewed over and over and over. Now, of course, not all of my predictions are wrong, admittedly. Some of them are off by some, or some are just weird. Like, The Passage, for example, which I brought up, I knew that show was going to get canceled, and it did. So, also Rel. Rel's a terrible sitcom, by the way. So, but with The Big Bang Theory, the series finale airs this Thursday on CBS. It's a one-hour finale. So, for those who are wondering, is it the end? Yes. Well, unless you count Young Sheldon, that's a different show, technically, and really doesn't matter. But that's one way to think about it. Just, it's a fun story to bring up because it's amazing how I, I got something so wrong for a show like that, especially The Big Bang Theory, which to me is just terrible. Like, I'm going to admit that. Like, I don't like The Big Bang Theory. I am not a fan of The Big Bang Theory. I don't find it funny at all. It, it's just honestly not that funny to me. But to some, it is funny. I guess. 
To me, it's not. But it's one of the major series finales this weekend because there are a lot of finales. Well, two of them in particular. There might be more, but I'm trying to look up and see if there's any more I missed. Because I know there's another finale, but I'm not sure. Because there are not one, not two, but maybe three. Three finales, apparently. And looking up at the, the third one, I'm not sure. Yeah, it looks like it's the last one. So, because we have the Big Bang Theory finale airing on CBS this Thursday. And then on Sunday, we have the Game of Thrones finale. And if I'm correct, there's another finale apparently airing. Oh, yeah. On Sunday, there are two finales airing. One is about... Uh, one is the Game of Thrones finale, which most people know. And then the other one is the final episode of Star vs. the Forces of Evil. Having not seen that show, I can't comment on it. But I will say that it's surprising that it's getting a series finale. You don't often see Disney shows have proper finales. Or if they do, they just rush them. But that's, those are the three finales. The Big Bang Theory Thursday on CBS. Star vs. the Forces of Evil on Disney Channel and Disney Channel XD. And Game of Thrones on HBO. And I will do my best to watch those finales, even though I have neither seen the show since their first episode, or am so far behind, I have no idea what is going on. That's the way I did it, at least with some shows. I've skipped the entire season of Steven Universe just to get to the finale to see what's going on. So... Maybe after I watch the rest of the season, I'll understand what happened. <laughs> uh, people do that often. Like That's how I watched Breaking Bad. I just skipped to the finale. And if you think that's bad, I know people who read books. They open chapter one, and then they skip to the end. It happens. There are people who do that. The Big Bang Theory ended after 279 terrible episodes. As for young Sheldon, it will soon return for its third season on CBS. And that is all the time we have for today's show. Once again, I would like to thank Jackson Ross. If you would like to find out more information about Jackson Ross, you can look him up on YouTube. His YouTube channel is Jackson Ross is Back. If you would like to know when the next episode of the Pop Culture Shuffle comes out, remember to follow or subscribe to our podcast on your favorite audio streaming service. You can also follow me on Twitter at MrJoelGarcia9. Until next time, thank you for listening.